Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Failure Effect, a show about reclaiming the word failure and turning it into success. My name is Wayu Amuli. I will be your host. And today we're speaking to a very exciting woman. Her name is Jerry Wangari. I believe those of you who are in the uh, blogging space would be familiar with her. She's a poet. She is the owner of uh, AfroKids, which is a storytelling platform for children in native languages, right? Um, She's amongst the founding members of uh, Bake, you know, the very first blogging celebratory platform, and which hosted the Bake Awards way back in the day. She started her blogging journey in 2005. My goodness. I, what, were there even platforms for blogging in 2005? <laughs> there was only one. That, okay, there were several, but the one that was um, easily accessible to those of us who were not coders mm -hmm. was Blogspot. Blogspot right. was the easiest because you, you didn't need to know a line of code for you to begin. Uh -huh. And that's where most of us began. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. So I gather, you know, in your story, there's, there's a session there where business chappered you a good one. Eh? It, it, it got you... <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was in um, 2013. Yeah. Yes, 2013. Before we get there, let's, mm. because I, I want to establish what it is, what, what job, what career, what income are you leaving behind in order to go into this? So let's start with where you were before you had this idea and what it is that inspired this idea that then got you to learn your lesson. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Uh, where to begin? Mm -hmm. Um. I, I I would say that the genesis of it all was um, informed by uh, the journey that I had gone through as a poet. Um, mm. as, as I mentioned, I started poetry before I, I began blogging. And the, the reason why I got into blogging was because I was looking for a platform to publish my my work. I mm. Um, there, there, there has never been that many opportunities for poets, even up, to, even even today, to get mm -hmm. published. It's still a challenge. And so back then, excited about um, discovering the internet, I was working for um, an internet service provider back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they've they've sort of gone through various name changes. Back in the day, they were called Kenya Data Networks. Uh -huh. Yes, and um, <laughs> so I was um, I was I was in the I was in the marketing department, mm -hmm. and that's the time you know we had free inter we had ac access to the internet, mm -hmm. and I discovered blogging. And that's how I began, I began my blog. Um, mm -hmm. And so it started out as a space to publish my poetry, eventually grew to a space where I could write about my other interests, which were in arts and culture. And it is through, um, you know, developing an appreciation, uh, writing and covering stories on, on arts and culture, that I began to sort of discover what my interests were mm -hmm. and my fascination with uh, culture, my fascination with, with uh, language and also... And I kept going back to, you know, the way you always have that nostalgic feeling of, oh, my childhood was the, was the best because I happened to be um, grandmother's child. I, uh -huh. I was brought up by my grandmother. Uh -huh. and, and the beauty about that is that I got to learn a lot about my culture and, and learn my language, my mother tongue from, from my grandmother. And back then, I didn't think it was an asset until uh, I began writing and I would find myself being able to dip into those gems of wisdom when I was writing and the versatility that it gave me. And so fast forward to 2010 when I was publishing my, my first poetry book, it had all manner of poems. It, um, the themes that it was exploring was mostly around identity uh -huh. as, um, as this young woman who had grown up in the, in the rural area 
and had come into the city and was just trying to find her place in, in, this, in, in, this, in this new world and what aspects of herself does she leave behind, what aspects does she carry with her, which ones are useful and which ones can she not compromise on. And so that book, it's called Minds and Minefields, My Spoken Words, was basically an exploration of, of, of my identity and my place in, in society. Mm -hmm. This was very experimental. There are some pieces there I've written in English, some I've written in Sheng, some I've written in Kikuyu. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's, it's around that time, in, in, uh, around 2010, a, a lot happened in 2010. Uh -huh. So I published the book. Yes. Uh, um, I got married. Uh -huh. We had our wedding in, uh, in March. Uh -huh. I, we had our firstborn in oh. December. <laughs> so wow. everything just happened in, everything happened in quick succession. Yeah. And um, so being a, being a mother was uh, a very, um, it, it was a, I, I don't know how to describe it. it um, there's a lot that happens to you um, physically, um, uh, of course, but also psychologically yeah. and uh, mentally and psychologically, because then you start, you start questioning um, a lot of things and, uh, and, and, and having a lot, dealing with a lot of fears and self-doubt. Yeah. What kind of a mother am I going to be? Am I going to be adequate? Do I, do I have the tools? Do I have the, the knowledge to, to do this? And, and I think even as I was, as, as grappling with those things, then I started asking myself, and I think you also become quite philosophical, like, now that I have an offspring, what do I leave to them? Yeah. Like, what do I, do I, what do I they want them to remember me for? Mm -hmm. And that's when um, I began to think around the idea of I've always been I've always been fascinated by folk tales and, and folklore, mm -hmm. um, and I have been in this tech space for for the longest time because when iHub was being set up, we, we were around. I think I even remember going for the launch of of iHub, and so uh -huh. I had grown up in this community of of techies. I and the of techies and creatives. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was basically natural progression for me to look towards technology for something that I felt very deeply about, which was we are losing all these folk tales. And right, so then uh, something happened um, in, in 2010, just to back up a bit. Um, my grandmother um, in uh, 2010, just after our wedding in March passed on. And so she never got to meet her firstborn daughter mm -hmm. um, because, as I mentioned, our firstborn daughter came in December and, and my grandmother passed on uh, two months after our wedding. And so that um, brought a, a deep sense of loss. Um, not just the fact that, um, you know, I'd, I'd grown up with her and, 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 and missing her presence, but also a deeper sense of loss in the sense that my daughter would never get to meet her grandmother or... Um, gain the knowledge, the wisdom that I had been able to 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 gain from her, and that uh, you know, and that is what sort of became the genesis for uh, for safari tales because. I began thinking um, there are lots of grandmothers that, that, that are, that are mm -hmm. passing on and older generation that are passing on. And, and a lot of this um, uh, folk, folklore that they, they have with them because the whole nature of African um, folklore is that it was shared from one generation to another through word mm -hmm. of mouth. So a lot of this is not, is not documented. Right. And so that is what prompted me to want to document that. And, and because I, I, I 
stood or sat at a very um, advantageous position. I was, I was a creative and I had been in this community. I was still part of this huge community of the tech space uh -huh. um, and the creative space, having been a poet and, and, and also part of the IHUB, IHUB uh, uh, community. Uh -huh. um, that is when the idea of Safari Tales uh, uh -huh. came about. And sorry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was just going to ask, what, what format was Safari Tales going to take? Like, how were you planning on distributing it? Good question, because um, back in back in 2013, the Kenyan tech community was um, and the Kenyan startup community was obsessed with uh, mobile apps. Yeah. So my good friend, um, Room Thinker, um, uh -huh. used to make this joke of MV2s, like we are all creating <laughs> MV2s because of the whole hype around M-Pesa. Yeah. And so suddenly we had M-something. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so we were all obsessed with uh, with coming up with a mobile app for whatever it was, uh -huh. um, and so I, you know, I, I was part of that, and and so for me, um, I, you know, I I began thinking of the solution based on the platform as opposed to. What exactly am I looking to do? Mm -hmm. And are there various vehicles or channels that I can use for that? So I became very married to the format. Uh -huh. And okay. so I set out, I was like, um, I want to get, uh, I want to get um, a software developer who can, uh, you know, who can develop a mobile app. Mm -hmm. And it's because back in the day, um, there were more Android users than there were um, Apple users or Still iPhone users. Same. It's still the same. And, and it's still the same, actually. <laughs> um, and even in terms of expertise, um, mm -hmm. the, the software developers and the mobile uh, developers who were there, uh, a lot of them were only knowledgeable on Android, um, yeah. for an, an Android platform. And so I looked around, asked around in the IHUB community. I was um, referred to um, Skyline. Mm -hmm. All right, so Skyline. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so everyone Sky... was everyone to Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome people. Yes, oh my they god, are. we have I've had one of the best experiences and and and, and also very challenging moments yeah. um, with them because now when I approach them, Houston and the team. Yes. Uh, when I approach Houston, um, and uh, I explain this is what this is what I want to do, and I, I need you guys to help me. Um, and so right from you know designing the designing the the app itself the um, the logo mm -hmm. everything actually that we developed for safari tales mm -hmm. it's a skyline team that that did that right. um up to the designing the the uh, the, the app itself uh, the features and um and um uh, what is it called i think like they call it the u ui ux so yes, that's basically yes. the user interface and the user experience yeah. they did all that mm -hmm. uh, but then we uh, the vision that I had was it was going to be uh, an interactive multimedia mobile app that would enable children to access stories mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and songs mm -hmm. um, in a way that um, if they were using a tablet or a, or, a, or, a, or a mobile phone and they went to the app, they could be able to play. And so, mm -hmm. the, you know, when, when they tap the play button, um, the story, uh, there's a narrator who's, who's, who's telling the story. And they could also choose the option of, I don't want the story narrated to me, I want to read it for myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also, I think, at some point looked at the, uh, at the option of, can we have a small smiley that goes up on every of, of the words as, as yeah. the story is being read? Yeah. 
and I know I was asking for, for a lot, but I had seen other um, apps, um, storytelling apps in, in the field, and I was like, this is what I want. And they're like, okay, we'll make it happen. Wait, I have questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. So, so you're doing this at a time when we're still battling with the whole theory of what is the internet and what can it do for us? We still don't have that much coverage in this country at that point in time. You know, data costs are still, you know, perceivably high. We, I think we had, we only had Wi-Fi networks in offices back then. This whole at-home Wi-Fi seemed a little bit out of reach for those of us who didn't have millions. It was completely out of reach. That was in 2013. Yes, yes. Even yes. I didn't have, <laughs> you know, Wi-Fi in the house. Wi-Fi in the house. So, so then... The two levels of testing this this hypothesis here. You needed to test the content, then you needed to test the app. Did you did you test any of them, or did you just go with your instinct in terms of what it is that you needed to do? Um. So, yes, there was a hypothesis, yes. and and I I knew that the app was way ahead of its time. Yes, but I still wanted to do it because. I knew it was experimental and mm -hmm. I knew we'd, we'd have lots of failures before we got it right. Yes. And so I wanted to have enough lead time mm -hmm. to be able to experiment, fail fast. Yeah. Um, I know I've, I've stolen that from, from, from some company, <laughs> but we wanted to fail fast and just to figure yeah. out things and, 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 and work it out. Because uh, one of the things that we knew is that we had not seen the vast majority of Kenyans get onto the internet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. We knew because of um, the war, um, the challenge of uh, you know low-cost uh, smartphones. Yeah. Smartphones back then were still quite expensive. But yeah. we knew that there was a time that smartphone costs were going to come down. There was a time that internet uh, data costs were going to come down. Mm -hmm. And there would be a time that you know Kenyans would just be spending all their time yeah. online, mm -hmm. including children. Yes. And that is happening right now. Yes. Yes. But it's 2023, so, though. That's but <laughs> that, was, that was 10 years. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Mm -hmm. So then what happened next? But Because the other question I have is, how are you funding all of this? Because this doesn't come cheap. Uh, the, the, an entire dev team is, is you know, uh, quite expensive. So how are you funding this? Oh, this is all, all from Pocket. Oh, wow. You were really passionate about this it. This like, was all from Pocket. Yeah. Um, as I, as I said, it's something that I had uh, thought about mm -hmm. for a while. And so by the time I was going to Houston mm -hmm. and his team and, and telling them, this is what I want to do, mm -hmm. I had saved up okay. quite okay. a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and, and back then, uh, I was at um, East African Educational Publishers. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and I think a lot of what informed uh, my fire and drive to get this app out there is because I was looking at the publishing industry. Uh -huh. I was, you know, I was sitting right there where yes. the action was. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think th there's a particular moment that sort of, you know, made this very, um, you know, sort of, sort of like lit a fire under me. Um, I was the, I was the IT manager for East African uh, educational publishers. Mm -hmm. And around, around, this, around that time, I think in 20, around 2012, 
uh, Google came calling. Mm -hmm. And that's the time, I don't know if you, if you remember, Google had this huge project of Google Books where they wanted to digitize each and every book on the planet. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Yes. And, you know, they were just digitizing books even without seeking permission. They were like, we yeah. will digitize and then if you sue us, we'll, we'll yeah. deal with it. Yeah. So I had, I had been following what was happening in the... Um, in the publishing space, in the tech space. And, and so, you know, I, I went and, and spoke to, um, you know, the, the company founder, Dr. Chakava, and I was mm -hmm. like, I think we should, we should get ahead of this. Let's, let's yeah. partner with, uh, with Google and, and have uh, our books uh, digitized. Mm -hmm. And so having been part of that, and a part of that project and having, uh, I think it's Isis Nyonga on the other side, because yes. back then she was working with, uh, with Google, uh -huh. uh, just being able to see how, Google was approaching this whole aspect about knowledge and, and, and content. Um, that is what actually um, made me, uh, you know, want to focus on, 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 on the venture. Mm -hmm. And so um, I saved up. Yeah. And because um, a lot of the times when you share your vision with other people and you want people to buy in, um, sometimes because they're not seeing the vision that from from the way from the perspective that you that you're seeing it mm -hmm. of course a lot of people would be skeptical yes and 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 I got a lot of that yeah and so I was prepared for that and and what that did is that it, it prepared me psychologically because I knew I'm, I'm going to do this alone for a while mm -hmm. until I have a proof of concept yes and that was the pilot yes and once we have an app out there mm -hmm. that people can actually download and use and be like, oh, this is what you are talking about. Yes. Why didn't you tell us? Yeah. But all along you had been trying to explain what it is <laughs> that you're trying to do. Yeah. And, uh, and um, but I, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I was mm -hmm. actually more excited than, than scared about right. the prospect of you sinking in all this money to, for something that you're not even sure, like whether it's going to, um, to work or not. So did, did you quit your, because I mean, the passion is so big. There's no way you can do this and a job at the same time. Oh yeah, I got to that point. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. we, we quickly got to that point because um, what I haven't mentioned is that um, apart from just having um, the Skyline team, uh, mm -hmm. them though handling the technical aspect, remember it, this is this is content that was raw. So uh, I'll give you an example. Um, like um, there's a story about Mr. Kenyatta's prophecy. Yeah. That 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 is told in the in the pilot app, and also some uh, songs that we were incorporated. I wish I'd come with the tab, with, you mm -hmm. know, with the app, and uh, because it's still in one of uh, my tablets. Um, so for some of this. For some of these um, songs, I actually went to my nursery school teacher mm -hmm. oh. and asked her to write for me all the nursery rhymes that we learned. Yeah. And, and when she did that, then I looked for Zamaleo. Mm -hmm. Zamaleo are a group of storytellers. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I want us to record this. And this is the way I want us to do it. I want us to come up with a script. I want us to um, tell the story. And in between the story, there needs to be a, so yes. a song session. Yeah. Now, you know, and then I went to um, Ketebul because we needed a studio. I mean, I'm just hearing <laughs> costs piling, piling. Yeah, not even just costs. Costs, <laughs> the work, because there needed yeah. to be, um, you needed to be a producer. There needed to yeah. be a... I don't know what all those terms are, but yeah. someone who, who instructs the people. Yes, the people are there, but they need to be told, what are we doing? How are we doing yes, it? So yes. there's the scripting. There's yeah. you booking the studio, recording yeah. even at some point. I think you, you'll even hear me in some of the 
of, of the stories and some of the songs because a lot of the voice actors were like, we don't know this song. <laughs> and it's one of those Kikuyu songs and I'm like, okay, I'll sing it. <laughs> Okay. But yes, there's a lot of cost uh, involved because, um, you know, engaging Zamaleo, mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to buy potential or, yes. uh, you yeah. know, and, and vision. And yeah. like, okay, we'll, 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 we'll show up for free. Yeah. No? Yeah. I, still, I still had to pay them and the illustrator because mm -hmm. um, a lot of those stories um, needed to be illustrated. Mm -hmm. Because remember, for every chapter that you have and yes. you have um, the text at the bottom, it needs to be accompanied by an image. Yes. And that needed to be a very nice, colorful illustration. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, why did you feel the need to quit? Like, because... Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, 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 I didn't <laughs> respond to your question. I, I, I got caught up in the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> when that... All that became a lot, as you, you know, as I've mentioned, um, it was not just... Um, uh, demanding in terms of, of of money, but also in terms of time, mm -hmm. and so I, I I soon realized that I was not being fair to my employer. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas I could um, do some of the things uh, after hours or over mm -hmm. the weekends, it quickly became um, uh, untenable. Yeah, and so I had to make the hard decision of of quitting. I actually explained uh, even before I wrote my resignation letter. I went to my boss and I told them, "Look, I have started this venture." It's taking off. I, I believe so much in it. I see the potential, uh, but at the same time, I I feel like I'm not I'm not giving my all, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I am I'm requesting to to leave and and and, and fully focus on this. Mm -hmm. And they completely understood. I even got a farewell party. Oh, yeah, that is so sweet. And, <laughs> yes, and um, you know, I I still I, I received a lot of goodwill even mm -hmm. up to this day. Um from um, Kyarie Kamau and, and, and his team. Yes. And I'm forever grateful for that. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay, so I assume you're walking in with a lot of excitement and, you know, this thing is going to be big and because you've got your background in marketing, you know, pushing it is not going to be a problem. And then you have a lot of friends who are in the media space, so pushing it is not going to be, as in everything looks good on paper. Oh, Yes. So what happened? Oh, yes, and it did. Oh, my God. All that marketing. Because remember, yeah. all my friends are, you know, we've started, we started out as bloggers together. And yeah. then they, they've built their own platforms. Yeah. And now suddenly they are all their own media entities. I yes. mean, I'm talking about TechQuiz, Martin, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and Tech Moran, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and Wamadai. Mm -hmm. And so when they, um, when they heard that I had this venture... Uh, they're like, I want to write about it. And so if you go online and you look for Safari Tales, you will see a lot of articles from um, from them on, on this. And they were really excited because um, we, uh, you know, we were, at a, we were at a time when um, a lot of uh, my blogging friends were still trying to find their space in the, in the media, mm -hmm. in the media space. And so to be able to actually build something tangible and to be able to develop um, something that was different from what was there was really exciting. Mm -hmm. But um, amidst all that, we've, we've, I forgot the fundamentals. Uh -huh. <laughs> and and it, wasn't, it wasn't so much forgetting as I, I had so much faith in, in the tech space mm -hmm. that I I was willing to cut I was willing to cut them a lot of slack mm -hmm. okay and 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 what I mean by that is um we got to a point when um you know Houston uh, and his team came to me and they're like you know what 
um, we are not able to make this work the way that you want it. We are struggling with the we're struggling with the app. This is what you wanted uh, the app to be able to do, mm -hmm. and we uh, got in a side doing development, knowing fully well that we'd be able to implement, but mm -hmm. we're not able to. And, and I'm really glad that they came to me and were honest about it. Yeah. And by the time they were they were handing back, uh, you know, the app, the way it, the way it, the way in which they were able to develop it, um, you know, um, it, I was I understood uh, mm -hmm. what the challenge uh, the challenge that they were facing, and so I had to go back into the market and look for a tech developer. Wait, so look for an Android developer was what was the problem exactly? Was it something to do with? Um, the market or was it something it wasn't the market it was the product okay it was the product it was too sophisticated yes it was okay yes. all right uh-huh and so that aspect whole aspect of it being a multimedia um storytelling app uh, the capabilities of a child being able to yeah. select the stories and and it pulling from a database of a you know yeah. catalog of and knowing when when the when the story starts and when the songs come in and yeah. and all those things it was um, I'm not sure whether it was the tech that wasn't there or yeah. the expertise, yeah. uh, but there was something that okay. wasn't 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 ready and wasn't there, yeah. and they couldn't be able to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Mm -hmm. So they just um, uh, came to me and were like, we're, you know, we, we've we've done as much as we can." The you the user interface was awesome, yes, but the user experience was was awful. It was bumpy. Yeah, it, kept, yeah. it, it kept hanging. It had yeah. bugs and, and things like that. Yeah. And so, and that is where now the, that is where the character development started. Okay. Uh -huh. So, <laughs> uh -huh. um, so I went uh, and, I, and I began looking for, 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 for a developer. And despite being very clear about this is what um, the Skyline team has been able to do, this is what I want the app to be able to do, and these are the examples of apps that are doing similar things that I would like to adopt. Yeah. So what would happen is that I would be referred to a developer and be told, oh, this is an awesome Android developer, he's the best that we have. <laughs> So I'd meet with the developer, we'd, uh, we'd agree on yeah. this is what I want. Um, they'd be like, and, I'm, uh, and I ask, do you have the capability? Do you think it's something that you can be able to do? They'd agree, we'd draw up a contract, they'd begin work, we'd agree on the timelines. We'd even agree on, um, on, the, on the payment and, and how we're going to spread out the payment. Because, mm -hmm. of course, you're not going to pay everything yeah. up front before anything yeah. has been delivered. And they're also not going to commit time and, and effort before you've made a commitment. True. And so what would happen uh, is that uh, the, the very first developer that I worked with after, after Skyline, that, that is, you know, that is basically what happened. And, mm -hmm. you know, we had, we had drawn up a contract, they began on the work, and then somewhere along the way, they got stuck. Oh, same problem as Skyline? Okay. Uh-huh. So? So remember, I've already sunk in. Yes. Uh, down payment. Yes. I'm not going to get that money back. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I've wasted time because mm -hmm. they wasted my time because they promised that they would deliver. I had been very clear on, uh, on what it is that I'm, I'm looking for and what it is that Skyline was not able to achieve. And mm -hmm. so the whole reason why they were being brought was to solve what yes. Skyline was not able to, what was, was not able to achieve. And, mm -hmm. and that still didn't happen. I, I think for me, the breaking point was, and I haven't, I haven't spoken publicly about this mm -hmm. and... I'm not sure, um, because I, I, I want to, 
I want to mention names. <laughs> okay. But we will we will yeah. we'll talk about that. Let me talk about the experience. I think for me, the breaking point uh-huh. was um, the last... So I, I went through two other, uh, two other developers. And then the, the third one, is that was a breaking point for me. Okay. It was a breaking point for me because um, the, the amount of commitment and, and, and also the amount of money that, mm-hmm. that I spent on that and, and just the, the way in which um, the whole experience happened. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I look back at it, I realized that I was conned. Ah. Uh. Right. By someone very respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, had someone who had come very, very highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Someone who I had sat down with and like I had really explained and given all my frustrations of this is what yeah. everyone else that I've worked with, this is what has happened. And I'm coming to you as a last resort. I am running out of money mm-hmm. and this this needs to work. And they're like, yeah, we'll do everything. Don't, you don't have to worry. Uh-huh. And we we even drew up a contract because um, what I, I I learned with a lot of these things, you can't just uh, you know do gentleman's handshake or you know yeah. gentleman's agreement. You have to stipulate, and especially when it comes to development, you yes. really have to put it down on paper. What exactly are the two of you delivering? What are they expected to deliver, and what are you expected to deliver? True. So despite that, um, the guy walked with around quarter of a lamb. Hey. <laughs> and Did I never got a product. What? Yes. Oh my, but what had he promised you? Like, had he looked at um at, at the prototype and yes. said, I can I can develop it? Yes. Or did he say I was going to start it from scratch? No, he said, I can improve. I can definitely uh, do. No, he trashed the previous version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And said he was going to and start. He's like, from- I don't even know who did this for you. This looks very amateur and, and I believe I can do better. There's even something called augmented reality. Have you ever heard of it? Oh. I can be able to actually add augmented reality aspects to it. And... <laughs> Yeah, I, I bought into it. Yeah, conmen yeah. usually they they it's it's, it's a I mean it's a confidence trickster game. You know they have to make you feel confident in them. So. <sighs> True, but uh, you know you always think that you can see uh, a con yeah. as it as 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 it happens, mm-hmm. um, but not when it comes from a very trusted mm. um, and and verified source. Like this was a referral. Yeah. Yeah. This was a, a very, you know, a referral that had come, you know, like from a very trusted source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't work out. It didn't, it didn't work out. Were there ever any other complaints about this person? Did you find out later? <sighs> to be honest, yeah. I... That whole experience was traumatizing. Yeah. I didn't... Um, I didn't go around asking, um, you know, do you know this person? Has this ever happened to anyone? Mm -hmm. I think for me, the the first instinct and the only instinct was to just retreat. Remember, I had been out of a job for for a year. Mm -hmm. I had put everything into this venture. Mm -hmm. and, 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 And it became a source of... Um, a lot of friction uh, between myself and my husband yeah. because I'm the kind of person that if I hold on to something, I will die with it. Mm-hmm. And 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 despite uh, him cautioning me, uh, you know, you're putting a lot of money into this. I think you need to sort of take a step back and and, and reassess. I was like, no, this has to work. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. So for me now to go back and be like, it, maybe uh, perhaps you were right. I have, I've just been conned. Yeah. Um, that was that was hard for me. Yeah. That was hard for me. And so I think one thing about um, failure is that we we never like talking about it or even acknowledging because now, you're, you know, when you're going to tell people oh, you got, I got con, of course, it's going to reflect on your character. Yeah. And you don't want that. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that was, I decided to forget about it. And I was like, okay, let me start looking for a job. Okay. And what, do, you, do you know how much you had lost in total in this venture? Because remember, you've, you've still got the content that you've paid for. So is there a total sum? Yes, there is. Would you please tell us? It came to um, something around two million. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I would. I I would need a break after that. So I do hope you you went off. T- took some time to think. Um, yeah. For ten ten years. Ten years. Yes. Okay, before you came back to the part, but even just getting back to life, like figuring out, okay, what's the next step? That that would take me some time to process. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. It did. Um, but I needed um, I needed a distraction. Yeah, something to keep me busy, mm-hmm. uh, and at the same time, um, diff- something that is completely different. Yeah, and. Yeah, so I, I went. I went back into employment. Okay. Yeah. Where did you work? Um. So that was in twenty. About twenty seventeen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, twenty seventeen is when I went. Uh, is when I went back, mm-hmm. and I got a job with um, Geopol. Okay. Um, it was very different from what I had been doing before. It was a, it was a mobile research company. As um, um, I was going to be doing their digital marketing and mm-hmm. their and their PR, mm-hmm. um, and it offered that that break and and that room to just yeah do something different. Yeah, but I can imagine that thinking about Safari Tales would have caused you a lot of pain in the interview. I didn't even want to hear the mention of the name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's back and it's alive. It's back. What happened? Yani umepigwa character development ukarudi. Okay, so this we have to know. Imerudi. Um, and, and it took it took a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot of soul searching and 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 just acknowledging the bits that were my own fault. Yeah. And that was hard. Because mm-hmm. no one likes to self-criticize or even like just, just acknowledge mm-hmm. that yes, this was a failure on my part. And yes, I I I there was an oversight there and I could have done better here and there. Um but for me, the love for folklore and 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 that passion to document and digitize children's folklore has always been there. It, it stuck with me. Even, even after Safari Tales. And I think just one of, an interesting thing happened. So when we were, when we were developing the app, I, I bought a tablet specifically for, for that because we needed to test. And we needed to test the app in different environments. We needed uh-huh. to test it on our phone and we needed to test it on a tablet because yeah. those are the two platforms in which it was going to primarily be used. Uh-huh. Now, 
interestingly, the version, uh, the version on the tablet, uh, it, it is there to this day. Wow. And now when my kids were born and they started using it, they would always go back to that app. Mm-hmm. And every time they'd, you know, they'd, uh, they'd, they'd play one of, the, one of the stories, as I mentioned, it's, it's called Mr. Kenyatta's Prophecy. I don't know if you know the story. Uh-huh. And um, as I mentioned, there's a part where I, I sing one of the songs. And they, so they'd always remind me, Mom, we can hear you singing. <laughs> and, and, and so I think that helped me just removing myself from the pain of yeah. this is what I went through to deliver this to seeing them appreciate yeah the app and the stories mm-hmm. just for what they were yeah that that helped me get through this get through it um and it was it's one it's one of those very subtle things because you you know, they'd play it in the background. I, w- I wouldn't go to, uh, you know, I, I never went to the app and I'm like, oh, let's play this and just be very nostalgic about it. I wouldn't. Just be, it would just be in the background. And mm-hmm. and and um, the fact that, you know, after our, our firstborn came and then we had our secondborn in, in 2013, then we had our thirdborn in 2016. And the that quest to, for my children to learn appreciate their culture has always stayed with me right all right has always stayed with me and my husband and so um and and so because that need is always there and then you realize there's still a void mm-hmm. because um you know with uh, when they're growing up I'd look for storybooks and and you're not finding as many storybooks of African, you know, yeah. children as there are for, you know, mm-hmm. European or American American children, uh, Western stories. And that would, you know, that would, at the back of my mind, that would trigger something. I'm like, there's still a need. There's yeah. still a need. We still need more stories where children can see themselves in the characters and their environments and things like that. And so last year is when this whole idea of, uh, I started warming up to the idea of, you know what, this, I can, I can actually be able to do this again. And it, it mm-hmm. happened in a very, in a very subtle way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this, there's this um, YouTube channel that I, I came across and um, it features well-known American personalities reading storybooks mm-hmm. to children and, and it's being filmed um, and, 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 the, and, the, and that whole um, story reading session is, is filmed. And I was like, I can actually be able to do that. But then what I will do is that I will get well-known Kenyan personalities to read storybooks in their mother tongue oh. for children ay, 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 with ay, translation. Ay. So, so here we have <laughs> Yua. Don't, don't ever ask me to do that. Yua uh, speaks <laughs> apart from English. <laughs> So we'll assume <laughs> okay. we'll assume that Wayo also reads um, is very good in in in, in reading Kikuyu, uh, and so we will give her a storybook. Yeah, that is, uh, and, and all this was scripted. So we'll give her a storybook um, to read, and so the first paragraph that she's reading is in uh, Kikuyu, but then it's quickly followed by a translation in English, and it's all dramatized. Okay, and so that is how the idea of Tusome Hadithi podcast mm-hmm. came about last um, last year. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to um, a, a gentleman that I had worked with in my last employment, mm-hmm. uh, the videographer then, and I sold to him the vision. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the reason why um, 
uh, he was sold on to it is because I had worked with him and he had seen my passion and I kept talking about, oh, yeah, I'm so passionate about African culture and, and the, the, what we leave, uh, the legacy that we leave for our children. Mm-hmm. And so when I sold to him the concept, uh, he was willing to come in with his equipment, with his team, mm-hmm. and it was like, you do the whole production thing, script writing, source mm-hmm. for uh, the storytellers, and I will come, I'll, I'll come and record. Mm-hmm. And so... I went all out. I went, looked for Eric Kwainaina, I looked for Susan Owuyo, I looked for, um, uh, I looked for Caroline Mutoko, uh-huh. um, who else? Sil- uh, Silayo, oh, wow. um, and, and the roaming chef, I'm forgetting his name, <laughs> uh, which I'll remember. <laughs> in a, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And I told them, this is the idea that I have and I'd like you to come and read a story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll script it for you, and we, we'll, and and this is what, I, and I don't have money. <laughs> uh-huh. I remember, I remember Caroline laughing. It's like, oh, okay, but I like, I like the idea, but I, I can't read in Kikamba. You'd have to talk to Chipukizi. So she referred me to Chipukizi, and yeah. I had Chipukizi come on. And so we were able to, we were able to shoot um, five. Uh, five episodes, yeah, and we're able to feature five stories read in five Kenyan languages. Oh wow! Yes. So, which celebrities finally, you know, said yes to this? Oh, so all, all the ones that I've mentioned. So okay. we had Eric Wainaina. Yeah. Uh, it was a very interesting uh, conversation with Eric because Eric was like, "My kikuyu is kaudo uh, <laughs> funny." I was like, "Don't worry, <laughs> we'll do language lessons." And yeah. so he, mm-hmm. uh, we did several takes um, before the actual day of the recording. Yeah. So he recorded himself. He sent me, and I'm like, no, I don't. You don't pronounce it like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric did the he did a story in Kikuyu. Mm-hmm. Um, Caroline did a story in Kiswahili. Okay. Uh, Susanna did a story in Doluo. Yeah. Chipukizi did a story in Kikamba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silayo did a story in Ma. Uh uh-huh. Masai. Wow. And um, and uh, I don't know why I keep Ombachi, forgetting. Dennis. Ombachi Dennis yes. uh, did a story. He's like, I can't speak Swahili, so I was like, okay, just read a story in in, in English. Oh, but it's, it's a story book written by a Kenyan uh, okay. writer, mm-hmm. Melissa Melissa Waku, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, we'll 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 compromise on that, and we'll just have you Kenya read a, a story uh, a story book written by a Kenyan writer, mm-hmm. and so yeah, those are the uh, those are the uh, those are the stories that we've featured um, in the first um, season of Tusome Hadithi podcast. When does the second season come out? We don't know yet. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> I assume this is... I don't know yet because right now we are fundraising. Okay, okay. Because uh, the first was a pilot. Okay. We needed to prove that it can be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there were a lot of, there were a lot of costs. Yeah. Uh, because of production. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, okay, the concept works. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now let's start fundraising. So mm-hmm. now we're still, we're still fundraising for season two. All right, how's that going? Yes. Ah, it's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that on the side, on the side up of Kandon United. Yes. Um, but um, what lessons did you take from your first experience that have gotten you this far? Because I see that the two concepts are wildly different in that this one is extremely pared down, hugely practical. You know, you're not forcing yourself to do things or hit certain deadlines or polish things in a particular way you just I, I sense that you're working more with your spirit and your soul you know than you are with you know I suppose the look and feel and 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 the mujiza 
mm-hmm. of having a great app. And I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just loading feelings into your your, no. your heart. You know. You're right. But okay, yeah. So tell us in your words, like what what lessons did you take? Um. So I think those 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 ten years, a lot has happened in terms of just my um. um my maturity as um, as a creative, mm-hmm. and, and and just being uh, real and and being realistic about um, what is practical and what is not. Because uh, when when you're young, you tend to be, you know, your head is all you know above you know on the clouds, and and you're like, yeah, these things can happen. Yeah. This app needs to be able to do this. But then uh, when you when I think when you grow older, you have a better appreciation of um you know things things don't always work and and and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's good to also it's good to be practical mm-hmm. um and and you don't have to you know you don't have to break the bank or or, or lose your soul just to deliver something perfect mm-hmm. um and and that and also and also sharing your your vision and having other people come on and and sharing that vision that uh, that was an important lesson mm-hmm. and even with with Afro kids um you know, and, and 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 taking it off the ground. Um, the other was um, uh, just being realistic about not everyone shares, not everyone is seeing your vision. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you you I, I'll give an example of. You have the vision of giving, uh, offering someone a cup, but you're like, "Oh, this cup has to be gold, and it has to have all these." But you're forgetting it's it's not the cup; it's the content in the cup. Yeah, yeah. Right. So whether it's you're going to put give that cup and whatever content it is in a mabati, mm-hmm. as long as whatever it is that you're giving is the cup is able to hold, mm-hmm. then people will appreciate, and that is what that is what I learned. Mm-hmm. The first time I I went for this, you know this. China cup that was very expensive yes. and once it breaks, it breaks. Yeah. But then the second time round, I was like, okay, perhaps even a Mabati cup, which is which is cheaper, mm-hmm. can still get the job done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't dilute from 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 what is in what is inside the cup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh, so are you going to be building another app soon? Do you think no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, apps are done? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that is such a fantastic story of you know learning hugely because it is the entrepreneurial journey for so many of us. You you open shop, you want you know the C suite in this really expensive um, office block because you have to impress your clients. And then you forget that actually you don't even have clients yet to impress. And that's then true. that's how the business dies for a lot of people. Or you start a media project and invest in your look and feel and forget that you need the content, oh, you yes, know? You're right. So, oh, God. <laughs> so I mean, I, this is such a great lesson for people in the tech world, for people, because, again, we've seen a lot of closures in the tech industry, you know, because of things like these, yeah? Content creators have a lot to learn from you. I mean, this is absolutely fantastic. So you're going to tell us where we can find Tusome Hadithi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do we find it? Yes. So Tusome Hadithi is one of the is one of the initiatives for for Afro Kids, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it, it's also good to mention um, that um, Afro Kids, which uh, founded in 2013 as a limited liability company, I mm-hmm. quickly um, not quickly. With time, learned that that was the wrong vehicle 
for it. And it's important that, that I speak about that because for, uh, for an initiative or so for something that is in the cultural space, it's good to be aware of, um, is it something that you're looking for it to become commercially viable? Right. And, and, and because you cannot commercialize um, um, traditional knowledge, mm -hmm. then, then which is the best uh, vehicle yes. that you can use because at the end of the day you're not looking to make profit yes you're looking to be sustainable mm -hmm. but most importantly you're actually looking to this is more for posterity mm -hmm. all right and this is communal yes. this communal knowledge that you want to preserve yes and so um and so um this I think this last year rather mm -hmm. uh, began transitioning Afro kids into a trust. So as okay. we speak, um, you know, uh, our lawyers have have the papers and they're processing that, mm -hmm. and that was important for for uh, for, for, uh, for us to, for us to do. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, as I mentioned, to Somi Hadithi is a is a project within uh, within Afro kids. Mm -hmm. It is available both uh, in video and audio format. So if you go okay. to YouTube, you'll find you look for to Somi Hadithi, mm -hmm. or you go to any of the podcasting platforms, you will be able to access the. Um, be able to access the stories uh -huh. and the other initiative that uh, we're also running is the kids lit club uh -huh. to, uh, in collaboration with uh, baraza media lab yeah which is still around storytelling because i love storytelling it's solid storytelling for children yeah so think of to some hadithi yeah the live version in front of an audience right so what we're doing because um uh we, no we're passionate uh, we're passionate about storytelling and uh what we've seen is that there are not that many uh, children's book writers and the few that are there, they don't have platforms where they can be able to um, share their work or even mm -hmm. get known. So that is what we are doing with uh, Baraza, featuring uh, African uh, writers of children's books uh -huh. and um, holding um, readings and discussions around uh, around the stories uh, mm -hmm. every every second month. Okay. Yes. All right. You let us know when the next one is up. Oh, the next one is on the 27th okay. of this month <laughs> of May. Okay. Yes. We'll make sure we're there, right? right? And if you would like extra details on how you can attend, please uh, log on to the social media handles that you see on the screen in front of you. Thank you so much for your time and for such a wonderful conversation, for your bubbly energy. My <laughs> gosh, you're so much fun to talk to, you know? Like, that, let no one ever lie to you, otherwise mm. you, are, you are a lot of fun. So thank you. Um, on that note, thank you for joining us for this conversation and see you next time for another one just like this one.